good Saturday evening. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkie Saturday Night WrestleManiacs. Back from a hiatus. I don't, I, I'm not even going first. Back from a hiatus. Homecoming. He is back. He is in the building. None other than the one, the only, the Nubian Sumo. Ladies and gentlemen. What's going you, on, folks? I will tell you this. It's good to have you back. Back in one piece. Um, look like you're well-rested. Uh, probably yeah, now you're you playing it off. I've made a full recovery. It's been a couple of weeks, but I've made a full recovery. You know, I, I, I did. It was 80 degrees at homecoming. I chose not to do the brown water, being that it was 80 degrees. So I went the wine route for homecoming this year. So yeah, it was a nice little red blend that I did, and I actually found it in Food Lion. It's called Kings of Prohibition. It's a red blend that was finished in a bourbon barrel. $14, all black bottle with a nice silver print on it, Kings of Prohibition. So if you're in your local food line and you decide to try it out, I suggest you do, especially if you're into drier wines. It was a little it was a little on the dry side, but it was very good. It was very good wine. I I, I definitely appreciated it because it didn't give me, I, I went through like two bottles of it over the course of the day. And I didn't have a hangover. I wasn't overly inebriated or anything, but I was very much satisfied at the end of the day. So yeah, everything was cool. Let, let my me boys tell you my, my, school, my school is in the celebration bowl. We'll be in Atlanta on December the 17th playing Deion Sanders and the Jackson State Tigers. So we're gonna see how that works out. You know, MEAC champions. Everything's good. Everything's good on the sports side over here. Well, let me tell you something. I'm happy because you drank a wine and it was anything but teleport. So I'm good with that. <laughs> anything. I don't care if you paid $2 for it. A lot of people are moving toward Taylor Port right now. There are a lot of better ports out there than Taylor Port. Let me, let me tell you that right now. So uh, for those that like it, do what you do with your money. That's on you, mm. but uh, yeah, there are better ways to go to Taylor Port, you know. And that, but see, people think because I don't drink anymore, I don't know. Let me tell you something I got a long standing history of family that works in the liquor business. I know what I know, just like Odessa Vodka. You keep a gallon of Odessa Vodka on the shelf just in case you run out of gas and you need something to start your car in the morning. That's to use Odessa Vodka for. Um, people that got Paul Masson on their on their bar, and you walk in the house and you see somebody got a bar. Oh, you got a bar. They got Paul Masson. Turn around and walk back out because they like to fight people. <laughs> exactly. Teleport. Exactly. Nothing comes good from nothing good comes from a bottle of Paul Masson. Not at all. Christian Who? That's what got me started on the brown was Christian Brothers. Oh, I got older. I was like, yeah, I can't. I got I got to upgrade. So I started doing Cavassier and uh, Hennessy. And then I one yeah, night I was at, I had a Cavassier and Hennessy stage, you know. I was going through E and J like it was no business mm-hmm. at one point. Yeah, I switched it. Wound up switching to Tangeray. Did all the Tangerays. I was doing. And before you even say anything, anybody out there, I was doing Tangeray before Snoop even mentioned. <laughs> it. 
Okay. Yeah. So yeah, let's let's put that out there. Tangeray was my winter drink. Tangeray and orange juice was my winter drink. I used to call that pine oil heaven because that's what it you had know, a, an afterburner pine oil. We would do we would do Tangeray and Wink. I don't know if you remember Wink. The soda. It's like a, soda, a lemony soda. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we used to do Wink. Mm-hmm. Never thought about that. Then I, I had a, <laughs> I had a night where they laid they had me up against the car after drinking almost a gallon of Hennessy by myself for my birthday. They had me against the car. My mother came out there, and she'll tell you the story. It's about one in the morning. We just got in from the strip club. I got a pocket full of money. I'm drunk as hell. She comes down the sidewalk to get me as my brother-in-law tries to lead me up the sidewalk. I say, hey, mama, and set her whole alarm off. Woke up everybody in the building. <laughs> Last time I ever drunk Hennessy or Cavassier, any dark after that. After that, I switched straight to white. Then I started drinking your Belvedere's and your, and your uh, Absolutes. And I went through every flavor of Absolute they had and enjoyed it. Then I started drinking Russian vodka. And it just got to the point I was like, I think I need to slow down because I opened my refrigerator and I had like two bottles of Belvedere, a case of Heineken, Russian vodka, some Stolies at that. And Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I have no food. I just have alcohol (laughs) in my uh, in my in my refrigerator. So here's Lady C. (laughs) You talking about us. I'm talking about oh, the I, I, <laughs> we, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm now. We that brings us to tonight, because <laughs> tonight, tonight, I get to fulfill a promise I made. Okay. Okay. So it's been a, it's been about a year. I introduced the first one, and it was very, and it was it was great. Something I really didn't like, but. So a, a kind, a kind that I didn't like, but the brand, uh, this that particular brand, was very good, good to me, and has has done me well since then. But I made a promise that they were going to come out with their next stage, and I'm here to tonight to deliver on that promise. So, ladies and gentlemen, wait, wait, let me give you the solo layout so we can see this. Hold on. There we go. Did you hear it? Mm-hmm. I just opened up a whole can of whoop ass. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, as I promised, the Steve Austin's Broken Skull American Lager. Now, you remember I had the IPA about a couple of years ago. This has been out for at least a year, and I just found it in my in one of the uh, places that I frequent in Raleigh a couple of weeks ago, and I've been holding on to this just for y'all. So, cheers, folks! And he chugged it too. He chugged. It. I'm gonna go ahead and enjoy my Arizona uh, energy. Really, really good. Um, nice taste. And he, he chugged it. He chugged it. I, I'm not going down like that. Oh, hell yeah. 
And guess what? And he got I didn't he, that part. he even got the Austin the shit t-shirt on for the log. I love it. I love product placement. <laughs> I love it. Wow. There you go. There you go. Being on time with the segue. Exactly. Yeah, see, you want it tonight. I like that. I like that. Speaking of product placement, I was given, so to speak, a mission, an assignment, if you will, to acquire us some new logos for our show and for the podcast network, Sideline Junkies. And uh, just going by what people have been talking about with us, uh, I succeeded in my mission. So uh, I'll let Mr. KG do the introduction and show us the new Sideline Junkies and Saturday Night WrestleManiacs logos that we'll be using from now on. Well, Sir? here we go. This is the unveiling. This is the first time they've been seen outside of our group chat. And boom. That is our main logo, Sideline Junkies Podcast Network, because we got a lot of shows that come up inside this network. And one of those shows that deserves its own logo. That's just one of them. Here's our other, our alternate logo. Sideline Junkies Podcast Network, all done masterfully, beautifully. We have our own Saturday Night WrestleManiacs logo. Finally, after, wow, what are we going on? We're going on four years of this, and yeah, we finally have WrestleManiacs logos. And I can't wait to get these things on a T-shirt. Oh, man. And big shout out to our sponsor for tonight if you want to in- introduce our sponsor yes our sponsor tonight is anewyoubeauty.com who's run by Tanisha and make sure you say Tanisha not Tanisha Tanisha Sutton who is the one who put together these logos for us you know I was in collaboration with her she most of the ideas were hers I kind of Help guide and tweak a little bit, but these it was more it was most mainly her putting these uh, logos together for us. Um, if you all have any uh, graphic artist uh, needs, or if you, she does t-shirts herself, or or any any type of artistic um, 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 endeavors that you're trying to get into, uh, just give her a call. Uh, these are her this is her information on the screen right here and. Her name and her uh, web address will be scrolling across the bottom over the course of the show tonight. Uh, she is our sponsor for tonight, and we appreciate all of her help in getting those logos in for us. Uh, the, the, the crew has been enjoying them very much, and I've already rewarded her for her efforts uh, and, and thanked her personally for giving, getting, those, those, getting those to us and helping us out with that. So thank you, Tanisha. And I know you'll be watching this on the back end because I'll be sending this link to you so you can see that 
we're showing our appreciation to you tonight as our sponsor and for helping us out with getting these logos put together. Most definitely. And the, just the, whew, the way you did it. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So when it's time to re-up, we know we ain't got to look no further. All we got to do exactly. is call you and we redo it again. We come up with something else. So this is beautiful. Um, Man, just just thankful. That's what I am. I'm thankful because let, 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 let me let me give you your flowers. You talk about you had a mission and you accomplished. No, no, no. This was a John Wick mission. You know, this is supposed to take a minute. And you narrowed this down. You did the work, the legwork. You did everything. And you came through. You came through so big for this. And I appreciate everything that you did. Everybody appreciates what you did. It's just the way you handled this and you took time out of your busy schedule to knock this out. So for me, and I think I speak for everybody, you know, around the office, you did the damn thing. We appreciate what you did. So. Here's the midnight ride. I want a red shirt with the logo. He he he's destined to get that red shirt. And oh, Lady C, reward, huh? Personal thanks, huh? Yeah, okay. Hey, don't knock the man for what he does. And she want her shirt in blue and purple. And of course, the thanks for the newbie and sumo coming through as usual. Now. To get into this show, get into the teeth of it, get into the meat of it, where you want to start at? Well, I want to give flowers too. So let's talk about this PWI top 150 women's list that came out recently. You know, I want to uh, go, I want to get in, I want to get into this and uh, see how it compares to what happened last year. Cause we have some, uh, we had some interesting placement with the uh, way the, they they uh, put the women in this in this list last year, and I, I'm looking at this list right now, and I'm also seeing some uh, interesting placement as far as where they put certain people. And like I said, this is a top 25. We're not gonna go top 150, rather. So we're not gonna go through the whole list, but we will be going through you know, certain people and certain names that you will know and see where they place. So um, we're going to start off with the top 10, and I'll read off the top 10 to you right now. So number one was Siri, who is a, who is a uh, wrestler in uh, Stardom, who's one of the top wrestlers in Stardom right now. You have number two, Bianca Belair, Number three, your AEW Women's World Champion, Thunder Rosa. Number four, Becky Lynch. Number five, Jade Cargill. Number six, Jordan Grace. Number seven, Saya Kamitani, who is also stardom. Number eight, Charlotte Flair. Number nine, the Starlight Kid, which is stardom as well. And number 10, Taya Valkyrie. 
So uh, now, even though this kind of gone, it kind of, it's kind of died down a little bit. This list came out in October, by the way. So it's been some time since you know this is this list has been has come out. There was a lot of heat on Jay Cargill being top five on this list. Being that she's only been in the business maybe two, three years. She's got a she's got the TNT title that she's had since its inception. She's going on a she's on a Goldberg run right now. I think she's like 40 plus and oh right now, trying to get to 50. Uh, but there's still, but there was still a whole lot of heat on her as far as why she's on this list so so high. But I don't see a problem with it myself. I mean, the way that they've been carrying, the way they've been carrying her, the way the way she's been uh, working the business, the way she's been learning and growing within the uh, system. I don't see a problem with her being at number five. I don't see a problem at all. Now, I have a problem with Becky Lynch being number four. I don't see how Becky Lynch can be number four. She came back from her. She, she. I mean, she was in. She was. She. She had already come back. Had the twenty-six second title win from uh, Bianca Belair. But what did she do? What did she? What did she do? From the from the time she got the belt to when she got hurt to to garner a number four spot. I'm waiting. I I'm I'm trying to figure it out myself. I I just don't, I don't see it. You know, Charlotte's been gone for almost six months. What did she do to garner number eight? And for those who, um, for those who are uh, trying to figure out, well, you ain't said other, you haven't said anything about the Japanese wrestlers. Siri is a top star in in stardom, and so is um, Saya Kam- Kamatani. Star st- Starlight Kid is like not upper mid card, but I would say lower main event. But she she's making strides. She's won a few titles. So, I mean, I can see her dealing. Taya Valkyrie, I would put higher. I mean, Taya Valkyrie, look, look, at, look at what she's done in the past year. She's been in contention for the NWA World's Women's Championship. She was in contention for the um, Impact World Championship. She held the uh, Rhea Del Reyes title at one time during, this, during the past year. You know she she's been doing a thing all over the all over the world. I mean, you know, she wound up leaving as soon as she left. Uh, as soon as she left WWE and that tra- and that train wreck she had of a run over there, she just got she just got back on her horse and went and did what she had been doing prior to that. You know, being worldly, going all over the world and been doing a thing. So I don't see how she got a ten spot. I would put I would actually put Jade at number four, put Ty at number five. I mean Jordan Grace, 
at six is a good spot for her, in my opinion. In my opinion, compared to the rest of them, I mean, you can't, I wouldn't put her over Siri. I wouldn't put her over Bianca. I, I might put her over Thunder Rosa. I might put on the Thunder Rosa. So let's okay. So let's put it this way. I keep I keep Siri at number one. I keep Bianca at number two. I would put Jordan at three. Jade at five. And Ty it wasn't Jade at uh, no. I put I put Jordan at three. Jade at four. And who's the other one? Ty at five. Okay. That would be my top five. Now that would be my top five. Here's my thing. You know I'm gonna put Jordan Grace Hyde and Jay Cargill. Number one, time in the business, what she's done, uh, what she's doing. Not, not taking anything away from Jay, because Jade is she's a rising star, she's doing the damn thing. <laughs> And she's starting to get a little bit better on the mic. Remember, we said that she wasn't, she didn't have it on the mic just yet, and it was coming. She's getting better on the mic. Here's my thing. I'm looking at the rest of this list: Mickey James, Liv Morgan, uh, Britt Baker, Ronda Rousey, who just came back. Deanna Parazu is at 19, and uh, Britt Baker's 13. Tasha Steeles is 11, who I think should be higher. Mickey James is at 15. She should be higher. Liv Morgan, 17, should be higher. Uh, Rhonda should be lower because, remember, she missed, what, two years? She just came back. So she should be a little bit lower because she did not compete in the last year. Uh, Deanna Parazu should be higher. She's at 19. Mandy Rose should be way higher than 21 because of the yeah, just the I, year I, she's I, at. I agree with that. She should be. She should be further up. I mean... She's held she's held that NXT title, women's title for that whole year that they ran that, that they based this list off of. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the names that you mentioned from, and we'll go through, and since he mentioned them, we'll go through 11 through 20. So 11 is Tasha Steele. Number 12 is Mayu Yamashita. Number 13 is Britt Baker. 14 is Masha Slamovich. 15, Mickey James, 16, AZM. I'm not familiar with who she is. Uh, 17, Liv Morgan, 18, Ronda Rousey, 19, Deanna Parazu, and 20, Utama, Utami Hayashishida. Okay. Now, you mentioned Britt, you mentioned Tasha, you mentioned Mickey James, you mentioned Liv Morgan, Ronda, and Deanna. Of the folks left over, I would say Masha Slamovich needs to be up there, needs to move up as well. Because Masha has been doing real good work on the independence, and she's been a a, 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 she's been one of the top women in uh impact wrestling right now, going up against Jordan Grace for her impact knockouts championship. She's already had two runs with her. And uh, and and then uh, she was supposed to be. She was in the. She was in uh, a title match with her just this past, uh, just yesterday for their pay per view yesterday. 
I did I haven't got a chance to see it yet, but I saw a snippet of it. It looked like it was a pretty good match. So I need to need to be able to check that out. But um, yeah, Ronda Rutt, Ronda Rutt wasn't around, like you said, for most of that time. Uh, Liv Morgan, you no, know, she was just pretty much being being her storyline was being developed to put her into that. Um, she was she did hold the title during that time that they based this list off of. So I'm sure they're giving her credit for that. Uh, Mickey James, even though she's been relevant, she hasn't really been doing too much as far as, you know, title shots and, and reigns and whatnot, uh, going after the titles in the NWA or in Impact. So, uh, you know, she's just pretty much setting herself up for this last rodeo tour that she's on. You know, for those that don't know, um, they set up a storyline with her kind of like they did with Flair toward the end of his WWE career. So if she loses, the next match that she loses, the next three count she takes, she's going to retire from wrestling. Mm. So they've been putting her in these matches. They just that she just had a match with Chelsea Green on television where she beat Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green wound up leaving the uh, the the uh, filming and whatnot. And Deanna Perrazzo, who was a tag team partner in uh in uh in, they had a team together, came out trying to stop her. She says, "I'm going home." And the way she said she's going home. I believe she's going back to WWE because there are rumors about her going back to WWE. You know, Triple H tapping her on the shoulder to come back. So I'm thinking that that's going to be the case with her, that she's just going to leave and go back to WWE. But, um, yeah, she's had a t- she just had a ch- uh, match with Taylor Wilde, who was an old-school uh, impact uh, wrestler, wrestler from back in the day. And uh, they're working toward – her eventually losing a match. And I'm thinking they're going to probably put her in a title situation against Jordan Grace. And it'll be one of those, I'm sorry, I love you situations. And Jordan Grace will just put her out of misery and, uh, and wound up, and wound up, make, and wound up making a leave because she's going to end up pinning her. But that's going to be some time though. It's going to take some time to get that going. Two that things. Happens. Two things. Number one, there will never be another moment like, Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair said, I'm sorry, I love you. I don't know any wrestling fan that had a dry eye when that super kick landed. Don't know nobody that had a dry eye. Even watching the replay, I don't know nobody that has a dry eye. Everybody's eyeball sweats with that one. That's number one. Number two, I'm going over this list. And I remember, you know, you said something about it a couple of weeks ago. And I said, let me check this out. And I've been up and down this list. I don't see Nyla Rose and I don't see Athena. Athena's on here. Athena's on here. Yeah, you overlooked her. Athena's on here. I don't recall seeing Nyla Rose, but I'm going to look now to see if I find her. Tony Storm at 25, Sasha Banks at 26. And Sasha Banks being at 26, even though she's missed a large part of time and has not been in the ring for anybody for almost, what, six months now, her and Naomi. And I, I hate, keep hearing they're going to come back. I think Naomi is coming back. Uh, Sasha Banks may be done. Uh, Rhea Ripley at 42. 
bothers me. About that. I don't know about that. I mean, I don't know if you saw, you know, in our little Twitter, in our little Twitter conversation, in our little Twitter thread that we have. I sent you, I sent you all something that well, from a few days ago. Sasha Banks has actually filed for trademarks for the name. Uh, what's her first, What's her real first name? Um, it's Mercedes, isn't it? She filed for a trademark for the name Mercedes Monet. Hmm. And she's also um she's also put in a couple of more trademarks, Monet Money or Monet Bank or Bank Monet. She I think she's getting I think she's getting ready to come back into wrestling, but it ain't gonna be with WWE. It'll be under somebody else. Cause she's trade, she filed trademarks. For a name that's not Sasha Banks. Mm. And Rhea Ripley at 42 bothers me to my soul. Um, if she does come back, she's a great, great wrestler. I, I love her. And I know uh I, I know um somebody said that Paige when Paige came back, she finally made her in-ring debut in AEW. She took she said that she didn't want Sasha Banks to feel bad anymore. She said she never wanted her to feel bad because of the incident they had that put her on the shelf. And the midnight mm-hmm. rider chiming in, Sasha has some new names. Yeah, she does. She 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 got something up her sleeve. Um, Naomi at 47. Uh hmm. Just seeing what jumps off the page. Ruby Soho is 60. Oscar at 61. Oscar has been buried the last year. You know, she was a champion and she didn't get no 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 TV time, no nothing. That was a problem for me. Ruby Soho uh come out like gang bust. She got hurt, but I think she both of those should both of them should be higher than 60 and 61. N- not even gonna lie. Uh boom, boom, boom. You mentioned Chelsea Green, she's uh 75. Uh Natalia's 81. I I no matter what Natalia does. I think she she should always be at least top 20 just for who she is. Dana Brooks 88. Um Shayna Baszler's 94. Dewdrop's 97. And you know something I noticed okay, about so Shayna Baszler? You skipped Athena. I did? Did you see her? No. You skipped Athena. Yeah, what you up? skipped her. Uh, I got to find it again cuz my screen went out. She's 76 under Chelsea Green. 76. I sure enough did. I sure it didn't pop out on the screen. Everybody else is popping out. Why is she 76? You know what? A lot of these, a lot of these folks that you're mentioning, I mean, they've been sort of relevant within the women's divisions in their in their respective companies. But what have they really done? You know, and, and you and you talk about Natalia. I mean, Natalia. She's she, more like a gatekeeper. She she's has more like a gatekeeper. You know, she's training people. You know, she's taking people under her wing and whatnot. You know, whenever somebody new comes in, Natalia's the first one to come after them, or they're the first one. She's the first one that that that, she, that uh they're paired up with. They're paired mm-hmm. up with. 
and that that right there, and that's that's what I mean, Ben. It's but not that, it's not about what she looks it's not like. like she's going after- <laughs> it's not about what she looks like. It's what she does for the business. Gatekeeper, perfect word. Yes, I can I can agree with yeah, that. Yeah, because you got. You got got every every company, every company has their gatekeepers from the men to the women, you know, and they're the one you're the whenever somebody new comes in, they're one of the first ones that they deal with as far as making sure that they're right being in the the business. If they're going to how they're going to perform to see what they're going to do in the ring with them, you know, especially if they're coming off an injury or somebody or something like that, they're trusted to be in the ring with them so they don't get hurt or whatever the case may be. So, you know, everybody, and, and Natalia is their, is their uh, gatekeeper for the women. So I guess I could, I mean, for her to be that low, I can kind of see it because yeah, she always she does. She always does what's best for business because you know she she's been around for the longest out of all the women in the in in WWE right now, you know. And she's going she's going to be that one who's going to keep everybody in straight in a in a straight line. So yeah. she's going to be your uh your your, your I don't want to say your uh your um Moolah, your fabulous Moolah. I think she's going to be your May Young. Where you can always use her for something. It's always she's always right. gonna have a home. Um right. going down the list, Nikki ASH. The the run that she's had. Ah yeah, that, that's, way that's way low for her. 109 is way low for her for Nikki for Nikki ASH for me. She did too much, she did too much work to be that low. That's true. You know, but she pretty much I mean for for all she did in the past year, she's been carrying people. She carried Rhea Ripley to to where she is now. She carried um, what's her name, uh, Alexa Bliss. Mm-hmm. And that pairing right there of her and Alexa Bliss, that was gold. They should have never went away from that. That was gold. Yeah, she should. She, I mean, she should. She should get a little more respect than one hundred and nine, in my opinion. On that, yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, to put to put her to put her down here with like to put her down. I mean, and then and then they, I mean, they got Alexa Bliss at one seventeen. I mean, she was out for a good while, so mm-hmm. that's cool. That's cool. They got her down there like that. Uh, Chris Statlander, EO Sky at. 126. But hmm. you got Dewdrop ranked above all of them at 97. Right. But Dewdrop did do her work. Yeah, she Dewdrop did. Was doing work. Dewdrop was doing work over in NXT UK. She built herself up to, to be a championship contender. They shut down. They were shutting it down and they decided to bring her over early to bring her to the main roster. You know, they gave her this bull job name, Dewdrop, because she had to work with and made it work. So, I mean, you know, it's, I don't, yeah, she needs a little bit more. She needs a little bit. Now, okay, I'm going to 130. And I'm going to 130 because I got beef. Mm. I got beef. 
with 130. And not necessarily with 130, but what they did, what somebody did to 130. And 130 is Max being pale. Now, I'm gonna have to open up number two for this one. <laughs> I toast, I toast you, but I don't want to get my tablet wet. <laughs> okay, so here's my beef. For those of you that watched WWE Raw a couple of weeks ago, you saw the return of the Viking Raiders. Okay. I don't know if they're going by the name Valhalla as a group or Valhalla Returns or whatever the gimmick is going to be. But they brought back Sarah Logan as a third member. Now, you saw how she looked. She had on the bra, she had on the leather, she had the boot, the bare feet, you know. She had the blacked out forehead with the face and the paint and everything. She's a fucking ripoff of Max the Impaler. If you have ever seen Max the Impaler, it she Sarah Logan looks just like them. And I say them because that's her pronoun. That's the that's the pronoun that they use. Okay, it's not a he, it's not a she. It's them and they. Get that straight. Okay. I want you all to go and Google Max the Impaler, and then Google Sarah Logan, and you tell me if they didn't rip off Max the Impaler. Mm. I'm looking now. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Mm. If you can bring it up on the screen, if you can bring the two pictures up on the screen, you you, you tell me. Hold on. Give me a second. I'm, I'm I'm gonna put that together. Hold on. You keep going. I got you. I got you. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, Max the Impaler has been doing so much work in the independence. I mean, she's one of the baddest. She's one of the baddest out there right now. I keep saying she, I'm sorry. I, I know I just gave that exp explanation, but I'm still getting used to it myself. They are one of the baddest of all out there right now. I mean, they are going against men and women. <laughs> okay. They 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 they've gone up against Camille for the NWA championship. They've gone up against uh Jordan Grace for the Impact Championship, Knockouts Championship. I mean, they're going around. They doing. They doing business. I mean, good business. They uh, they've been in New Japan strong. I mean, come on, man. I mean, mm. you can't. You can't. You can't do. You can't do this. You cannot do this. This is a total ripoff. Ooh, baby, I got a good picture too. I got a good. <laughs> it's coming. Hold on. It's a side by side, and I ain't even got to put it together. Hold on. Damn. I you got for those of you who haven't seen this, you got to see this. This is ridiculous. The only difference that they made between Max the Impaler and Sarah Logan's look is that Sarah Logan is barefoot. That's it. The makeup is the same, the costume is the same, 
the uh the almost the mannerisms are the mm. same. Mm. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Mm. It's ridiculous. Even the Midnight Rider, he said I knew this was coming, but he said travesty. Travesty. <laughs> I will I hold hold just hold tight, ladies and gentlemen. Hold tight. Little Luther for you there. For those of you that are un, that are uh too young to know about that Luther would change. Um geez, come on, baby. Come on. Load this thing up. Up, oh, I got it. All right, let's put it to work. All right, download that. Oh, incoming image. I'm gonna close that. But this is, I, you know, I heard some talk about it, but I was like, nah, man, they're not doing that. It's 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 not that, you know, because it, somebody else said another wrestler ripped off their gimmick as well. And it was like, it was kind of like the same, but it wasn't. And here's the image right here. That's Maxi Impaler on the right. Sarah Logan on the left. And let me drop this comment out of the way. That, that looks pretty, pretty damn similar. Yeah. It really it's, does. It's I mean, look, I mean, look at it. Mm. Look at it. It's crazy. Mm. There's no way, there's no way that they didn't look at look at Max the Impaler and say, I'm stealing that for Sarah Logan. Now, you can blame two people for this, at least two people. And these are the ones I'm going to focus on. You blame Sarah Logan for bringing it to him. Or you blame Triple H for approving it. And not vetting it. But then you also got the writers, and I'm sure the writers are looking at other well, uh, other companies and saying, okay, yeah, there's a there's a girl out there that she got this look, you know, we can kind of tweak it, you know, but they, you know, they didn't tweak this at all. Mm -mm. There's no they didn't tweak this at all. They just completely stole her look. And this is and it's ridiculous that they would do that. It's, it's just it's just ridiculous that they would do that. But now I'm gonna ask a question, and I'm 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 not being facetious. I'm not trying to be funny. Do you expect anything else? Not from management, but do you expect anything else from writers in the business? But to copy and and and. and basically copy and paste ideas that they get from the independence or the podcast. Oh, no. No, not at all. Exactly. Half, most of the Attitude Era was stolen from ECW. Most of a lot of uh, a lot of ideas at WWE um, I've heard Vince Russo use some of our ideas, and I'm not saying this to thump my own chest or big up the podcast or what have you, but it's a lot of things that have been said on the Saturday Night WrestleManiacs that we said first, long before anybody else said, and all of a sudden, you're hearing everybody talk about it three, four weeks later. Same thing with during the, during the week, whether it's the Sunday Rise, the Tuesday Night Flight, or the Thursday Night Throwdown. It's things that are being discussed on those shows, and then all of a sudden we're hearing them on the airwaves. 
And we like, hold on, wait. We talked about that a week and a half ago and said the exact same thing. And I, I can go back and I can pull these things up. And then you can look at it. When when did it show up on TV? I, I don't I don't see anything different from any writer in the business. But to steal. Just me. Just my thoughts. Because I've I've seen yourself, the People's Choice Don Rodriguez, even the boss BJ. I've seen ideas, things that you said, personal sayings that only you say, seeing those things come up on the big screen. And I know we said it because that's something we've talked about. I don't I don't put anything past them. And this right here is an actual ripoff. And you know it would be great? If they brought Maxi and Paler in. And it was just like all out hell break loose. And it's a it's a war between them and, and, and Sarah Logan. And you just say, hey. We made a mistake, but we can turn it around and make money off of it. Everybody get paid. Everybody eat. Just a thought. Though. It would be good. It would be good if they did that. That would be that would be good for that would be good for Ma- for Maxie and Payla if they did that. I mean, they need to they need to compensate her in some kind of way because the way that they the way they stole her gimmick uh, uh, their gimmick like that is ridiculous. I mean, I understand. You will get ideas from somebody else, but to blatantly rip them off. I mean, the uh, the the they they're talking about uh, they always they talk about Dominique and he and him being in the um, him being with um, what's the name of the group with Maria and Finn and what's the name of the group? Oh, um, jeez, I can't even think of the name. They're talking about Dominic and how he's growing up and all this and that. You know, WWE stole that Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio storyline that involved Dominic. They stole that from the Sandman and Raven in ECW. <laughs> when, when, when The Undertaker crucified Stone Cold Steve Austin on that Undertaker symbol. Raven did that to the Sandman in ECW. That was the night that that was the night that Kurt Angle was in was at ECW. He said, "Don't you ever let anybody know I was here for that mess." Mm. But you know something crazy that I heard. I heard Paul Heyman was writing for both. Paul Heyman was submitting ideas to WWE. And they were tweaking them and, and putting the same thing out because Paul Heyman had a lot to do with WWE during those ECW runs. There, there, once there was, and eventually there was a deal brokered between ECW and WC and, uh, and WWE where Heyman was working for them and collecting the check. Yes, that is that is that is true. So Heyman was around. Long before we seen him on TV, long before he was in Rollerball, Heyman was around. He was a WWE guy for a long time. Yeah, I think he got. I think he was. I think he made like five million dollars on that contract that he had with um WWE while he was in ECW, and it was well worth it. I will say that well worth it. Um, any final thoughts on this one fifty? I mean. I'm, I'm I'm looking over it and uh, seeing Mia Yim at 133 bothers me as well. 
Shotzi Blackheart at 137. Nyla Rose not being on here at all. And you know yeah. what, Ben? Ben just corrected. But you got to realize, realize Nyla Rose didn't really do too much over the past. Hasn't really done too much over the past year. Not so, Heyman. You mean yeah. Paulie Dangerously. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, that, that was, yeah, there was a time. There was a time. And yes, yeah. Heyman is a genius. He's still a genius. That's why I'm, I wish they would let him write like he was supposed to. It was him and Bischoff, and they had the two shows. If they would have just let them yeah, do their thing. Yeah, Heyman had SmackDown, and uh, and uh, Bischoff had Raw. Mm-hmm. And then you would let Triple H run NXT. But we don't have to worry about it no more because the old man's retired, so he don't have his fingers in everything anymore. But right. This right here is long awaited because we haven't done this in a while. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I'd like to present to you That's Just Nubian. Well, thank you very much for that. You know, it has been a while since I heard that. And uh, it's been a while since we talked about any independent wrestling, especially with New Japan and everything that's going on with them. They're they're continuously doing amazing things over there in New Japan. So uh, we're going to start off with them. I'm not going to get in to try to bring you from six months ago because, well, it's not been six months, but it's been it seems like it. You know, uh, it's been at least since the uh, end of September. Uh, uh, no, actually, it was, it's been in end of July. So it's going on six months. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, we want to go into New Japan. I'm just going to do pretty much a update on the championship situation in New Japan right now because – there's been some. There's been a little bit of movement. There's been some things that's been getting ready to happen uh, within within there, and everything is leading up to January fourth for um, for uh, the Wrestle Kingdom and their version of uh, WrestleMania. So let's start off with the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, who is still Jay White. Jay White's still holding that title. It's holding on to it strong. Uh, there have been some things within Bullet Club that have happened. Hikaleo has actually left uh, um, the Bullet Club, as did his brothers, the Gorillas of Destiny, and uh, their handler, Gato, who was all, they all wound up leaving, and now they're members of the Chaos Faction. Uh, well, and... Um, well, not necessarily the Chaos Faction, but the Hyantai uh, Faction, which is the, uh, fact, the faction that's pretty much run by uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. So, because uh, they've been tagging with him a lot lately. Um, your IWGP United States Heavyweight Champion is Will Ospreay, who has defended that title within the United States and in Japan here recently. Uh, it, it, he's been doing a pretty good job with uh, defending that belt. Um, but he wound up getting the belt as the, the title was vacated 
when they stripped the title from um, John Moxley, and they had a title match. They had a title match between him and Sonata, and so he, he wound up beating Sonata, and he's had about four or five title defenses since then. So, uh, and he's got another. He's got a few more coming up going into the um, uh, world, the uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, your IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion right now is Taji Ishimori in his third run. Uh, there is going to be a four-way match during Wrestle Kingdom for his title, which does not happen in New Japan. I mean, they just recently started doing three-man uh, triple threats, but to have a four-man turn up, to have a four-man match uh, in New Japan is unheard of. Now, uh, your never open weight champion right now is Carl Anderson from the Good Brothers. They, they have they have recently left in uh, Impact Wrestling, the Good Brothers, and have gone over to New Japan as and are also signed with the WWE, which caused a conflict here recently because Carl Anderson was supposed to defend the uh, never open weight championship against Hikaleo. But he also had a match that he got booked on on the same day for Crown Royal, for the uh, the uh, for the for the Saudi Arabia show in WWE. So, being that New Japan is very serious about their title defenses when they advertise them, they, there had to be some backdoor dealings going on. And he's wound up, wound up, we wound up keeping the title, but he's going to at some point have to defend that belt against um, Hikaleo. And because of what happened, he may be losing that belt. I wouldn't doubt they them taking the belt off of him because of that. So we'll see what happens there. Now you have the strong open weight championship, which is the pretty much the television championship for their show, New Japan Strong. And that's held by Fred Rosser. Now, for those of you who don't know who Fred Rosser is, I can't remember what his name was in WWE, but he was the other half of the primetime players with uh, Titus O'Neil. So, yes, he's cut, he's cut all of his hair off. He's got a goatee now. And he, or he well, at least last time I saw him, he had a goatee. I think he might have cut it off since then because I've seen some pictures of him clean faced. But yes, he's had he beat Tom Lawler for the strong overweight championship, and he's had it since um, back in May. So he's gone a pretty good he's gone a pretty good run on that right now. Uh, your IWGP Tag Team Champions are FTR, and as you know, they have IWGP, AAA, and Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. So this is one of the titles that they're going to have. They do have them, and they will be defending them at Wrestle Kingdom on January the 4th. Yes, sir. And that uh, the wrestler you were talking about, Rosser, is Darren Young. Mm-hmm. Darren Young. Okay. Very good. I couldn't remember his name. It's been so long since uh, he used that name. So, uh, yeah, Darren Young. Uh, and uh, let's see. So FTR, uh, they will be defending at Wrestle Kingdom uh, for those championships. Not sure as to who. They're going to be wrestling because they do have the World Tag League that's getting ready to start if it hasn't started already, as well as the Junior World Tag League uh, that will be uh, that will be including the Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions Francisco Akira 
and TJP, uh, TJ Perkins, for those who know him as TJ Perkins. Uh, they are members of a faction in Japan known as the United Empire, which is run, which is headed by Will Ospreay. Uh, you also have uh, a group called the Aussie Open that were the former, uh, that were the former um, strong open weight tag team champions, which I'll get to in a moment. Uh, but they just beat, they, ju uh, they just lost those belts. But uh, uh, you have, uh, there is a very strong faction of nothing but uh, like British, British and English uh, wrestlers. Now, Bullet Club is supposed to be more so the Gaijin or the Americans uh, as far as that, the, the base of that group. But these, the, the United Empire is more British, United Kingdom, European type, you know, wrestlers that are involved in this. So you got some Italians in there, you got some Aussies, you got folks from New Zealand, all over the UK, Germany, things of that nature within that group. So they're, they're a very strong faction and they're all over the place. So uh, they're represented in New Japan strong. They're represented in New Japan, in, in, uh, in uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. They're represented in um, 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 Impact right now and the NWA. So yes, there's representation for them and all over the place. So you can look out for them as well as uh, Bullet Club and okay, I'll go ahead and say it. So um, Don will be happy at least for tonight. Los Ingubernables de Japón. <laughs> he loves when okay. you do that one. He loves when you do that one. Right. So um. Going back to the Strong Openweight Tag Team Championships, they are now, uh, as I said, Aussie Open had them at one time, but they just recently relinquished them to the Motor City Machine Guns. So that happened back in October 8, 28th. Uh, they were in a, a three-way match uh, with uh, the DKC and Kevin Knight, who are part of the um, LA Dojo for New Japan Pro Wrestling, and um, they had a three way match and wound up losing the belts. And Motor City Machine Guns are your new champions. Your never open weight six man tag team champions are still the House of Torture, who've had them since September. Uh, they will be defending them at some point. I'm not, it may be, it, it may be before the uh. Wrestle Kingdom, but I doubt that they'll make them part of the Wrestle Kingdom card, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, the KOPW King of Pro Wrestling uh, Championship or trophy is right now in the hands of Shingo Takagi. They haven't really been doing much with that. Uh, he's been making some defenses here and there, but you know, it's the, the KOPW trophy is almost like the 24-7 the now defunct 24-7 championship. Uh, so, I mean, they, it's just their way of bringing stipulation matches into New Japan because they don't really happen. And that's what the KOPW championship is all about, you know, uh, having a stipulation for the matches and having those matches take place. And now there has been an announcement 
which is old. You know, it's been a few, it's been a few months old, and one of them has gone into for both of them have gone into fruition as far as the tournaments have gone are concerned. But you, New Japan, is establishing two new championships. One of those championships being the IW the the New Japan Pro Wrestling World Television Championship. And this belt will be defended on New Japan World, their website, their streaming website, and on their YouTube channels. So this one now, if they may decide to put this belt on, you know, their their uh new their uh, New Japan Strong Show, or they may try to include it into maybe one of their main shows, their pay-per-views or whatever. But at this point. Is strictly supposed to be for New Japan, New Japan World, the website, and YouTube. So they've already had the tournament. They're down to their final. The final will take place at Wrestle Kingdom for the crown the new champion. The champ, the, the match will be Ren Narita who has just graduated from New Japan Dojo and has finished his excursion. So he's back in New Japan wrestling right now, wrestling, uh, doing his thing, going up against Zack Sabre Jr., which they're touting this to be a great match, which it can be. I mean, um, the way that he was, the way Ren Narita was trained, he was trained in technical wrestling, chain wrestling, uh, catch as catch can. Whereas um, Zack Sabre Jr., if, for everybody that knows who he is, he's a he's also a, a one of the best technical wrestlers in the world. You know, trained under the Billy Robinson style. Uh, you know, chain wrestling. I mean, he's his mentor is Minoru Suzuki. So I mean, and he's under, and he's under his fat and Monroe Suzuki's faction, Suzuki Goon. So we're gonna have to see where this goes. I mean, it's an ugly belt. It's an <laughs> ugly belt. It looks like one of those. It looks like one of those bracelets that that somebody made in wood shop back in high school. You know, I mean, it, it's a it's a light brown leather. It's all silver or nickel plate or whatever you want to call it, but it's real silver shiny. It's a bunch of squares. It's the, the front is like just this basic rectangle with New Japan World across the top, world television, and the champion at the bottom with the uh, – I mean, it is a butt ugly belt. I mean <laughs> – I mean, it is it is it is not it is not good. It's not it's not good at all. Mm. <laughs> and, he, and if you're looking at and if you're looking at KG right now, mm. he's probably looking at the belt. <laughs> oh, 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 oh my god! I'm not even gonna put that on. The, oh, hold on. Let me pull up the tablet and just ah, come on. Oh, shit, hold on. Oh, oh god! It's just bad. It's bad. It's really really bad. I mean. I, as bad as the, the WWE spinner is, as bad as I said the the twenty four seven belt was, Look at that. this belt. Let me get up in there. Let me 
see. That's your belt right there. Tell me, tell me that that is a good looking belt. Tell me. I can't you be tell lying you. To it you looks generic. I mean, it looks generic. My little seven-year-old seven nephew can design a belt looking better than that. No. Now, there's also been announced that there's going to be an IWGP World Women's Champion. First time ever. They now you know as you know as I've told you, the IWGP actually bought Stardom, and so now they have started to include Stardom matches into their cards, into some of their cards. They have announced this and to have the to have a champion, and they're saying that it's not going to supersede the Stardom champion, the top champion for Stardom. But it's going to be a women's champion within the IWGP using stardom um, re wrestlers as well as other wrestlers that they bring in from around the world that they signed to their um, company. Now, what they did with their belt, I can kind of understand because they go with New Japan goes with tradition a lot when it comes to their belts. So what they did was they took the original version of the IWGP Heavyweight Championship and made this version their Women's World Championship. Now, I'm thinking this is just a trade-off because the current IWGP World Heavyweight Championship was actually a version of their of the stardom top championship back in like the 80s the 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 world championship is a more glammed up version than they had but this but this but it's it's pretty much the same design as the as the uh as the uh world championship but you know what it is uh, you know I don't know if Casey's gonna be able to pull this up either I'm trying. When it comes to the point, comes to the point at the bottom, and it rounds up. It kind of looks like a castle. So at the top, you got the little blocks up top, and um, it's going to have women's world championship in the middle of it. Of course, I can't pull up a bigger version, but uh, let's get up in there. Let's get up in there and bring that around. This is what the one you're talking about here. That's it. That's it. That's now that was the original design for the first uh, IWGP heavyweight championship before it became a world championship. That's the title that they had back in the 70s and early 80s. That's what they call that version one. Mm. So that's what they, so that's what they're using for the women's world championship. Now there is a tournament that's going to be happening. Um I don't know if it's start. I don't, really don't know if it started yet, uh, but they will be crowning a new women's champion with that belt at some point. Uh, I haven't seen any um, tournament uh, brackets or anything for that, so we're just gonna have to see what happens with that. Now, um, I want to quickly. 
I want to quickly try to go into, and my tablet is running out, done ran out of juice. Okay, let me get this out of the way. I want to kind of quickly go over what happened last weekend with the NWA. Now, the NWA had a pay-per-view called Hard Times 3. And uh, we've been de- they've been dealing with a lot of situations going on recently with Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis uh, put out on Twitter that he was uh, going he wasn't going to try to negotiate a new contract once his current one uh, finished. So he's going to uh, take his wares elsewhere, so to speak. And um, Billy Corrigan apparently did, wasn't appreciative of how he went about doing this and suspended him for the rest of his contract. His contract is supposed to be up like end of January, 1st of February, somewhere in there. So um, he wound he wound up suspending him. And then Nick Aldis came out and said, well, the reason why I'm not trying to uh, renew my contract is because I don't like the way that Billy Corrigan and the NWA is treating my wife. Apparently, there's been some things going on with Mickey James and them try and trying to put together a second version of the Empower the Empower pay per view that they did the all women's pay per view that they put on back a couple of years ago. And um, and uh, apparently Billy Corrigan had came out and said something to the effect of, well, we I was all gung-ho about putting together another show like that, but we can't find capable women who can opera, who can wrestle on a pay-per-view scale or enough women that we would be able to uh, put on that could wrestle on a pay-per-view scale. And it just wasn't worth putting the money into to make this happen. So, you know, it was it was a real, it, it turned into something really ugly. And it's not something that is going to, uh, that, 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 that they're um, going to deal with. So they decided... And I don't know if I don't know where Mickey James is as far as whether she's going to stick with the NWA or not. But as far as Nick Aldis is concerned, he's out the door. And I would think that he would be going to the NWA. I would think that that would happen. So we're gonna we're just gonna have to see where this goes. I'm still trying to find a list because I had one. I'm gonna have I'm still searching for one. Uh, now the pay per view was very good. They had pretty much every championship available that was defended. For that um, pay per view, that's how pay per view supposed so, to be. Uh, that's yeah, how it's supposed to be they, done. They, every, everybody, every championship was defended. Everybody was on there. 
So, um, okay, so I found a list. Good. Okay, so you're, we're going to start with the United States Championships. Now, on the last show, we talked about those belts as well. How ugly those belts were, like, like they were made by a preschooler. I mean, those belts, I mean, now, what Billy Corrigan has done, he has, he has made new belts and based them off of, I believe he said, the NWA Missouri Tag Team Championships. You know, because Billy Corrigan likes to go old school when it comes to his designs. He wants to bring back designs from back in the day. Uh, they're interesting looking belts. They kind, of, they, they kind of look like the NWA World Tag Team Championship belts. But they're a little smaller, and they got a lot, a little more color to them. Um, now the fixers, who are the champ, who are the United States Championship champions currently, uh, which are um, Jay Bradley and Wrecking Ball Ligurski. Ligurski was on a promo when Billy Corgan introduced the new belts, and he was like, "I don't want those belts." I want these. These have our names on them. But he was like, you took some masking tape and put the masking tape on the belts and wrote fixers on the masking tape. I don't care. These are ours. We want these. So they still don't have the new belts yet. So, you know, we'll see where that goes. But, you know, um, they defended the titles there at, at, uh, at hard times, and, and they won. Um, the National Heavyweight Championship is still being held by Scion. Scion is a mass wrestler who, is, who came into the business about a year ago, year or so ago. It has come to light recently, within the last few months, because he's been getting cryptic um clues as to who he's supposed to be. Nobody really, nobody knows who he actually is, but he's claiming to be Austin Idol's son. So he has joined Austin Idol uh, Sports Management, which is, uh, which, which is associated with the church's money entertainment. <laughs> You know, I don't I know like if y'all. <laughs> you know, I don't. You know, I don't know if y'all know who, who is a wrestler named Black G's. He's probably about five four, if he if, if if that. Short black dude who used to be a he used to be a wrestler, uh, in, back in the day. Uh, but he's now in man. He's now managing, and he is. Uh, he has his own organization called Black. called the Church's Money Entertainment. And he's joined up with Idols, Idol Sports Management, and they've been putting their uh, things together, putting their companies together to run Idol Sports Management. So um, Scion has joined uh, Idol Sports Management and is being managed by Austin Idol, his, his alleged father. So he just had a match that he defended uh, the title and he had won that at hard times. 
The NWA World's Women's Tag Team Championship is now held by Pretty Empowered, which is Ella Envy and Kenzie Page. And they're doing the thing where, you know, one of them is a good person. Don't cheat. Don't cheat. The other one is yeah, win at all costs, do whatever to keep the titles and all this and that. So they're doing that little gimmick. And then, but she slowly is trying to turn, you know, um, you know, she the, the good one is all slowly turning and getting seeing the light, of, so to speak. So, um, and that's what happened during the match that they had uh, at hard times. The NWA World Tag Team Champions of La Rebellion in their second title reign. Uh, they just had a they just had a match and which which was a pretty which is a pretty good match uh, during hard times. Uh, they're defending, apparently they're defending that belt over AAA as well. So, but it's already a world championship. That that the NWA title has been defended all over the world, inside and outside NWA. So, you know, no, 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 nothing, nothing against, nothing against being a world title to me. You know how I am about naming something a world championship. So now we get into the nitty gritty. The NWA World Junior Heavyweight Championship owned by, uh, damn, what was his name? The Homicide was defended against Kerry Morton, who is the son of Ricky Morton from the Rock and Roll Express. And now you have a new NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion in Kerry Morton, who actually has is holding the very same belt that his father held about five or six years ago as junior heavy, as junior heavyweight champion. So um, that title goes all the way back, way back. That that title, that junior heavyweight championship is almost as old as the NWA championship. I mean, it's, it goes back. It has a history going back to like the forties, the forties. So yes. I mean, even though they can, they can trace the NWA world heavyweight championship Back to George Hackenschmidt, you know, back in those days, you have a you have a real big uh, long history for the junior heavyweight championship as well. So, because I remember matches back when I was little in the seventies of um, folks defending that title. So now the NWA World Television Championship. Now everybody knows that watches NWA. And that title was held for a long time by Tyrus. But Tyrus gave up that championship. They, they have what they call a lucky seven. So if you win seven straight, if you have seven straight title defenses, you can actually cash the television title in for a world championship opportunity. He had more than seven and had actually said that he wasn't going to relinquish it at any time because he was satisfied with having that belt. But he saw an opportunity to make the title match at hard times a three-way match. So he cashed in that title and made that match a three-way match, which I'll get to in a moment with you. 
But they ended up having a tournament. And the winner of that tournament ended up being a member of Idol Sports Management, the golden boy, Jordan Clearwater. So now Jordan Clearwater is now your new NWA television champion. There was a title defense against with Camille, who calls herself the one-time champion because she doesn't plan to, to get rid of this, have this belt taken off of her anytime soon. And she's held that belt for a very long time. She's had that belt since June 6th of 2021. So she's had it over a year now. Uh, she defended that belt and she wound up winning. So she is still your women's NWA Women's World Heavyweight Champion. And now the World's Championship, which the three-way match was between the champion, Trevor Burdock, and Matt Cardona, the former Zack Ryder from WWE, and then Tyrus, who cashed in his title to be to make this a three-way. And your winner and new NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Tyrus. So if you want to go on MSNBC and you want to see Tyrus on the Gutfield show, just like he had the NWA Television Championship on his shoulder, he's going to have the NWA World title on his shoulder. It's already happened. You haven't seen it already. So <laughs> that's pretty much it for me. You know, I'm not gonna go. I want, I'm not gonna go into a whole lot of detail on the pay per view itself because it was like 12, 13 matches on that card, including the pre show. So which had two matches. So I'm not gonna go into any detail on that. I mean, it was a great pay per view. It was a very good pay per view. It was in. The New Orleans area, and so it was. It was real nice. It was a wrestling town that they were in, so they had a nice crowd. You know, everybody was into it. It was a good pay per view. So, uh, just looking forward to everything going on with New Japan and the, uh, the World Tag League and the Junior Tag League that's going to be happening. Wrestle Kingdom that's going to be coming up in, in, in January, uh, and uh, it's, it's a lot going on. So. We'll try to keep keep you up to date on what's going on with all the independents as usual. Uh, we won't try to we we'll try not to be keep you in hiatus for too long like we have been here recently. So, anything anything you want to ask about KG? Well, uh, two things. First, well, three things. First off, we keep you in hiatus because it comes down to this time of year. Everybody's getting busy, and we got. We got to pay the bills around here. You know, can't keep these lights on if we don't go out and work, you know. So we got to yeah, also we work. Out, we just put out thousands of dollars just for these logos. We got we to recoup. Got to recoup. Some kind of way. It's, it, <laughs> it's either that or we get in the kitchen with baking soda, a hot pot, a John spoon. But it, we prefer to do it the legal way. We all got good government jobs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Number two. You said something earlier during this segment, and you said the Motor City Machine Guns, and that just like the colors that exploded in my mind 
it took me back to a time of TNA when you had some of the best tag team wrestling, when you had the Motor City Machine Guns, Big Money, uh, Team 3D. You had these guys, and Team 3D at the time was the TNA champions as well as the IGWP, uh, the IWGP uh, champions as well. Right. And that was the first time I had ever seen a mainstream, if you will, tag team champion walk in with New Japan belts. And they had both of them over their shoulders. And they held them, I think they held them titles for almost two years. And then somebody beat them. Then they showed up on TNA. And they were defended on TNA. And I was like, what is TNA doing? Because they got the formula. Because I'm sitting here and I'm watching them defend these titles. It just took me back. And I was like, I didn't even know that the Motor City Machine Guns was number one still together, number two still uh, wrestling. Now I got another reason to watch NWA. So, uh, number three, Tyrus. Tyrus, Tyrus, Tyrus. Formerly known as Brodus Clay. Uh, I've been a fan of his for quite some time. And I'm, I'm not even talking just wrestling. I'm talking intellectually. The dude has a brilliant mind. And you don't see that from wrestlers all the time. You don't see the brilliant mind until after they retire. He has a brilliant mind. And I wish him all the success in the world. I would love to see him back in WWE because he got let go because of budget cuts. But I would love to see him back in WWE uh, going up against a Braun Strowman or Omos. Hell, I would even love to see him in at least a, a 20, 25-minute match with Brock Lesnar for a little while just to get those guys going. And it's just something about him, man. I just I absolutely enjoy him. And him being the NWA champion, being the guy, actually makes me feel really, really good because I've watched him for years and I'm just happy to see him do it. And then when he, when you see any wrestler, any sports entertainer, any, whatever you want to call them, when you see them show up on anything outside of wrestling, when JBL used to show up on, uh, God, the stock shows, I can't think of the name of the show, but he was on there. He wrote a book on it about investing in, in, in stock market and everything, everything that you saw from JBL. And he was doing this when he was had the goatee and the long black hair, he was showing up. When you see that, that is like gold. It's like seeing your cousin on TV, seeing your brother on TV. It feels good because they're showing, hey, I'm more than just this character I portray inside the squared circle. And I love it. I absolutely love it. I do. Well, speak, well, speaking of cousins, you want your mind blown? Sure. Tyrus is cousins with Trevor Murdoch. Tyrus is also married to a daughter of Haku which makes him related to the Gorillas of Destiny and Hikaleo in New Japan. Wow. 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 Oh, jeez. 
I, I don't even know where to go after that. Like you, you talk about wrestling royalty, and you just named it. You just, you just named. Wow, that's. I, I, can't, I can't say anything. Like the dude's destined for greatness. I, obviously, he's he, he not only winning in the ring, he winning in life. Man, and I never knew that. Never knew that. I mean, I knew. I knew for a while that Trevor Murdoch and Ty- Tyrus were cousins because they actually mentioned that on the sh- on the NWA show uh, like a couple of years ago. But on but during their match, the announcers made made it known that uh, that Tyrus was married to one of the daughters of Haku, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Wow, that bl- that blew me, that blew me out the water," because I was like, "Wow." Wow, that 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 now that's awesome. That is awesome, and that's not even on his Wikipedia page. How about that? Which I am currently looking at. That's not even on there. Okay, and I damn Tyrus is damn near fifty years old. I did not know that. I thought we were running almost neck and neck. He has me by eight years and some change. Okay, all right. Uh, last segment before we get out of here. Uh, we we just did that's just newbie hadn't did that in a while. Here's another one. I got beef. My beef tonight, the 24-7 title. Most people thought. Yeah, we, we, we've met, I've mentioned it a few times tonight. Yeah, You sure I have. Set, I, was, I was setting y'all up, folks. I already knew what was coming. So I was kind of I was kind of warming the plate up for you. you mm-hmm. know, so, yeah, there you go. Go ahead. After three and a half years, it debuted. On May 20th, 2019, and it was retired November 9th. Well, it's not quite three and a half years, but May uh, November 9th, 2022. This championship, and we can go back and we can talk. I mean, I'm sorry, we can go back and we can listen. The People's Choice Don Rodriguez said, maybe WWE should bring up a title that's kind of defended to anybody Anytime, anywhere, kind of like the old hardcore championship was, just something a little different. Two months later, we have this. I think it may have been a little bit more than two months. We have this. The 24-7 championship defended by 24-7, anywhere you want. And our truth made a living of being a 57-time champion. And here's my here's my thing. He was pinning people on planes, hotel rooms, you name it. He was putting he was pinning people. It was something to kind of help with the flow of the shows. Now, Nikki A.S.H. wins the title uh, back on the 7th of November. She immediately goes backstage and drops the, the, the belt in the trash can. And they retire it two days later officially. 
I have a problem with that. I don't think any title, whether it's a championship of a world title, a U.S. title, I don't care what kind of championship it is. If it's recognized as a championship, it should never be disrespected by being dropped in the trash. Never. Never. I don't know why the powers that be decided to retire this championship because it was it was something fun you know but to retire this championship in the fashion that they did it number one was disgraceful disrespectful downright pitiful to have this championship for three and a half years and not near checking i'm looking i can look through all the mail that comes through the sideline junkies office. I haven't seen not one check, not a correspondence, not a, 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 a letter of thanks, none of that. And I'll have to talk to the 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 the, the people's choice Don Rodriguez and ask him, has he received any correspondence, a check, a letter, or something for his idea? Yet again, another idea that was stolen from us, and we didn't get proper compensation. So you steal my you, you steal his idea. That's not my idea. My idea was something totally different, and that was all worlds collide. And they've been trying to do that. And it, it, it's about it came to fruition in a sense. I didn't get anything for it. The People's Choice Don Rodriguez didn't get anything for it. The Nubian Sumo didn't get anything for it. The disrespect of this championship, because it may not have been as glamorous and as glorious as everything else as a TV title which I think they should have brought back the WWE as well, the TV title. Uh, Six-man tag team championship as well. But the disrespect to this title as it goes into retirement was uncalled for, and I didn't like it. And here we go. uh, uh, The People's Choice, he says he's got not a damn dime. That, that, That bothers me. Because that was his idea. That was his baby. He fleshed that out. And then you go through, you make a mockery of it. It made for great TV. It got a little redundant at times, but it made for great TV. But the disrespect of this title is where I got the beef at. I have a beef with WWE for the disrespect of it. And the banner says 24-7 title dead and stinking and with a question mark. And I asked the question, and I'm going to ask you. Is it dead and stinking, or will it be resurrected sometime down the line? I think they. I don't know why they would get rid of the title. I mean, it had as it, it as much as I didn't as I disliked the title itself, the physical the physical title. I mean, it did serve its purpose. I mean, comic relief a break in between matches, a way to a way to stop a match in case they needed to stop one, you know, just so just just the for the sake of, st- of stopping a match. It had its purpose. My beef would be not necessarily them getting rid of the title or even how they got rid of the title, but the fact that they didn't put the title on our truth to end it. I mean, that whole, that, that whole thing, the whole concept of that belt 
was pretty much based around our truth. So I understand he's hurt. I understand they probably wanted to go ahead and do something to get to move the title out of the way for whatever their reason. I have a feeling that somehow or another, when our truth comes back from his injury, and it's going to be a while because I think he got, I think he has a quad injury, kind of, kind of similar to what happened to Triple H about a decade or so ago. Mm-hmm. He's going to be out for at least a year, I'm sure. So when you see our truth come back, he's going to be a hunt on a hunt to find his baby. Because unfortunately, and even though, I mean, and, and I'm very happy that I'm hearing Michael Cole talk about Shinsuke Nakamura wrestling the great Muda in New Japan, in pro wrestling Noah for Muda's last match. I appreciate that, things like that. I appreciate them saying that some people were coming from CMLL or AAA or wherever they've had this championship before or whatever. I appreciate that. But you're never going to hear the fact that Ron the Truth Killings is a former two-time NWA World Heavyweight Champion because they want to make this man the clown. So what they're going to do is they're going to wait for him to come back and he's going to go on this crazy ass hunt to try to find his baby, the 24-7 championship. He's going to end up bringing it back. They're going to probably do like a six month to a year thing where he's going from city to city trying to find his baby and he's going to eventually find it and they're going to resurrect the title or they're going to have him keep it and just pretend and just make it like a um, like the FTW belt, make it unofficial and he do unofficial matches or whatever with it. And, you know, that's that's it's going to end up coming back in some way, shape or form. But they just had to get it out of the way for right now. But they will find a way to resurrect it. And it's going to be because of our truth. <laughs> the People's Choice Don Rodriguez agrees the best way is to, res- to resurrect the title is for our truth to find it. And he also says, shh, this will get stolen too. Of course it will. <laughs> My wife says it all the time. She says somebody that has power is listening to y'all. And I believe it. I believe it in every way, shape, or form. And here's the thing. I don't like how they do all true, especially when they had him talking to an imaginary friend, Lil Jimmy. His online persona, who he is on social media with the TikToks and, and the videos, it gets you through the day. I love that. Him as a wrestler, as a performer, It's beautiful. It is beautiful. And to see him in this role, it doesn't make me feel good because I don't think he should be the butt of the joke. I don't think he should be a joke. 
because of what he did, not only in TNA, what he did in NWA, Wildside, National Championship Wrestling, Memphis Championship Wrestling, uh, Cyberspace Wrestling Federation. You know, PWI said he, him and Kofi was the tag team uh, uh, of the year in 2012. He was ranked number 18 out of top 500 wrestlers in PWI 504. How far have we slipped that he is a gimmick player? Because he was able to make, he was able to consistently make Vince laugh. And he said that himself. He said that in interviews himself. Like he he always goes to Vince and he always talks to him and they always they good they such good buddies and they and they uh and they laugh they laugh about all kinds of different things and you know jokes and whatnot. And so but that has but but like Vince, Vince hears something or sees something and says, hmm, I can make a gimmick out of that. And he may and he st- and he st- and he sticks with it, you know. So he's seen he sees our truth, both being North Carolinians, both being friendly, you know. He sees our truth as being the funny guy. So he makes our truth the funny guy. He makes him the clown, the joke. And I mean, I don't blame our truth because why mess up your bag? But still, that is true. You are a two-time world heavyweight champion, and not just a world heavyweight champion, an NWA world champion. He's held Sweet Charlotte twice. Mm. He's held the ten pounds of gold twice. That's got to account for some kind of respect, in my opinion. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And, and people and people can say all they want. They can say, well, that was a time when the NWA was dead. And and the NWA, the NWA has been on life support. I will say that. There are time there, there was a time when NWA when the NWA was on life support. But as long as the NWA was affiliated with somebody on TV, the NWA was alive. At that time, the NWA and TNA, the, the TNA was under the auspices of the NWA. There would be no TNA if there wasn't an NWA. Say it again. And you could ask and you could ask Jeff Jarrett that. Okay. So at that time, when he won the NWA World Championship, it was relevant. It had relevance. There was relevance to it. There was no TNA World Heavyweight Championship. It was the NWA Championship in TNA. The X Division belt was the NWA TNA X Division Championship. And it said it on the belt. It said NWA TNA. And it was on the original belt. Exactly. It was on the original belt. I remember that. So, so... I mean, you can say what you want, but the belt had relevance when he had it. And being that he's the first black NWA world heavyweight champion. Everybody talks about Ron Simmons being the first black champion. He wasn't. 
but he still gets the accolade. He wasn't black. He was the first black world heavyweight championship champion, and I'm not saying our truth was. He was the first black NWA world champion. Ron Simmons was the first black WCW world champion. He was the first. I'll give Ron Truth the credit as being the first black world heavyweight champion in a major organization. I'll give him that. But he was not the first black world heavyweight champion. Wouldn't that be Bobo Brazil? That would be Bobo Brazil back in 1964. Who was also yeah. a great boxer. Let's not forget that Bobo, was, Bobo Brazil was a great boxer as well. Hell, even if and for those who don't want to recognize Bobo Brazil as a world champion, as a, as a first black world champion, you don't have to. You know, the NWA just recognized him maybe about f- five, six years ago. But I'll give you another person that you can't deny. Iceman King Parsons beat Kerry Von Erich in world class for the world class wrestling world-class championship wrestling, world heavyweight championship two years before Ron Simmons won his belt. They don't talk about this at all. They don't talk about this at all. Hmm. So I'm just saying, you got all of these, you got all these folks that aren't getting recognized as world champions that have held world championships and have beaten people of relevance. But you don't want to recognize them. You don't want to say, you don't want to say that they've been world champion. You don't want to give them their 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 status, their proper status, their proper respect. You want to make Ron Simmons, you want to make Ron the Truth Killings into a clown on national television, but he's a two-time world heavyweight champion. You're not putting him in, you're not putting him in any real title contention. You're just putting him in position to take a to take a to do the job for somebody. But then you want us to respect your people, the people you want us to Put in the you want to put in the forefront. You want us to respect them, but somebody like Ryan Ron Killings on the end, on the tail end of his career, who knows how he gonna come back from this this quad injury if he comes back, if he decides to, and what and and and, and how does and how does he go out? How does he go out? Now, if I had to write you, the script, you know how he going out. I no, I'm saying, in. how did he go out to get in for the injury? Well, yeah, that is a good. When he question. got injured, that's a when good he question. got injured. How did, how did, how is he how 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 has his as of right now? If he never comes back, how did his how did his career end? Him jumping off the ring during a match where he was doing a job for somebody. And he heard himself. Mm. What does that do for his career? How does that make him look as a former world champion? 
to come into a, a company and be the clown, be the rapper. Yeah. It, it, here's the thing. If I got to write his story for him to come back, him and John Cena starting off maybe putting a program on for six months and the rap battles going back and forth and then you see Truth kind of flip a switch and go at Cena hard to the point that you like okay we haven't seen this yes you have but then all of a sudden Cena puts him over and you know he walks off into the sunset like that but he gets the honors and the accolades that he should get instead of being the butt of the jokes. The joke, period. Mm-mm. Going too light with it. I'm bringing back the TNA Ron the Truth killings. I'm going to have Ron, I'm going to have our truth get together with all them little minions, the Tazawas, the uh, uh, the Gulaks, all all, the, all them folks that was in the twenty four seven title picture, the, all of them that was in that grouping, I'm gonna have him come back, and I'm gonna have him tear holes in all the asses. I'm gonna have the old Ron, the Truth killings come back. Ain't no more our truth, no. The truth is back. The truth is here. Mm. And then I'm going to have him go on a tirade. I'm going to have him go on a run and 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 go after anybody and any he's he going to go after anybody and everybody that ever disrespected him in that ring. I'm going to have him go on a tirade and he's going to end up winning at least the Intercontinental Championship before he leaves. And what what if I'm not mistaken? And he's and he's gonna be saying, I'm a former world champion. I'm a former world champion. I'm the one who put companies on the map. I'm gonna make him get I'm gonna make him get his flowers. Mm. I'm gonna make him get his flowers before he leaves. You, you know something? You look at it, he's been two-time uh United States champion. They had the opportunity for him to run, and they never took the opportunity for him to run. But they damn sure gave him that 24-7 championship 54 times. Mm. He gave him the hardcore championship twice. Uh, I'm just looking over his, his accolades in WWE, and it's very, very long. You know, United States champion twice, as I say, hardcore champion twice, uh, 24-7 champion 54 times. One world cha- uh, tag team champion, shit with Kofi Kingston. He has a bragging rights trophy with Team SmackDown, mixed match challenge with Carmella, two Slammy Awards, and that's th- that's his, his his you know his accolades in WWE. In TNA, two time world heavyweight champion, two time uh, 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 tag team cha- champion with uh, BG James and Conan, uh, world tag team championship. TNA World Team tag, 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 tag Team Championship with Adam Jones. Gauntlet for Gold Tag Team with BG James. His TNA resume is shorter than the WWE, but the, the TNA one, 
that resume seems way better than if you take WWE out, you're looking at somebody that was dominant. And you know who and you know who Pac-Man Jones is, right? Of course. Of That's course. Adam Jones. Yeah. That's Adam Jones. Because he got in trouble for showing up in TNA and wrestling. He wound yeah. up getting in trouble for that. Yeah. They put the they put the tag belt, they put the tag belts on them for a short while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Pac-Man Jones. And BG just, James, you know, as BG James, you know, as uh Brian James dog. or uh the road dog Jesse James. Yep. They had that they had, they had that crew together with Conan called the VKM, the Voodoo Kin Mafia. Mm-hmm. And they called it the Voodoo Kin Mafia because they used the they wanted to use the initials VKM, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yep. Another great time during uh during TNA's run, where they they actually put out a a damn good product at that time. Oh yeah, <sighs> that was back when that was back when um that was back when uh the Jarrett's were running it. Yeah, exactly before, before Dixie, Dixie Carter. That was before that was before Dixie Carter got got a hold to the company. And yeah, that was turned- before Bischoff and Hulk Hogan. And 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 the things that they did to the company that was well, well, back when on. TNA was good. Hold on, Bischoff and Hulk Hogan gave us the main event mafia. I thought that was one of the best factions in wrestling because you had all former world champions all together, and they just they just came out and they had this arrogance about them that was just beautiful. It was gorgeous, man. I was like, yeah, but that was like nearly the the height of TNA because after that, it really just nosedive. And a lot of people blame Dixie Carter, but it wasn't just that. She had so much control and the people that were making it successful, she got rid of. Yeah. She, you know, her parents bought out. And now th- here's the thing. Most people don't know this, but she didn't own TNA. Her parents bought it no, with her their parents company. Did. Right. With their and company. she just ran. Right. They just, right. Pr- pretty much the same situation as, well, almost the same situation as Tony Khan and AEW, except Tony Khan actually purchased uh, or started AEW, but he used his daddy's money. Exactly. And then, yeah. you know, you know, she she forced Jeff Jarrett out and used the, 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 the guys of him and Kurt Angle, uh, I think Jeff Jarrett was sleeping with Kurt Angle's wife. And that's who Jeff Kurt Jarrett's Angle's wife, wife is. No. Kurt, Jeff, Jeff Jarrett's current wife was Kurt Angle's is Kurt Angle's former wife. Right. So and, yes, oh, that's they were separated. Man. They were separated and then Jeff, Jeff Jarrett started uh, dating his ex-wife and they say they cool now, but there was a time when there was supposedly some animus going mm-hmm. on with that, and uh, you know, so yeah. And she she used that to get Jeff Jarrett up out of there, and when she got Jeff right. Jarrett up out of there, and she started running things. Your your knockouts division went down because there was no more focus on the knockouts division. Which and let's 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 focus on the knockouts division right now. You had Awesome Kong, Rocker Khan, uh. I'm drawing a blank. I can't think of everybody. Oh my God. You had so many uh, women. What's, in a, it. what's the name? Uh, 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 who's the Asian woman? Uh, 
Gail Kim. Gail Kim. Yeah. You had so many women in that in that division that they I would love to see that division at that time and take on the NWA's uh current women with Jordan Grace, Deanna Parazzo, all those ladies, as well as WWE's uh women's division. That right there, they could put on a show by themselves because of the amount of talent. And the amount of mic skills, everything they have, everything that they could put on their own, everything together because they were that good. It was worth tuning into. It wasn't just thrown together. It was beautiful. It was poetry in motion. Then you you had the tag team division, which once Dixie took over, that went down. It, 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 oh my god, it was just so much. It just she kind of sort of came in and she kind of. She did okay for a little bit, then she kind of ruined a good thing. So, but we need to get our behinds up out of here. Before we go and before we wrap that shit up, B, we got to talk about our sponsor. If you don't see, if you can see that logo, if you're watching up in the top, mm, like I look over the TV, the right hand corner over top of the Nubian Sumo's left shoulder, I believe that is. Uh, that's our new logo, and it is. I'm gonna let the new and sumo take this while I put the graphic up. All right, so like I said, that's Tanisha, not Tanisha, Tanisha Sutton. For all you uh Zeta Five Betas out there that might be watching, she's one of your Soros. Uh, she has this, yes, you see all of her company names and her web address there, phone number. She created our logos, which she did a very good job on, and was very much appreciated. So, if you need any, like I said, if you need any graphic artist, um, it work done. Uh, she does T-shirts as well. She does, uh, she does, she does everything uh, graphic arts uh, that, 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 that you need. So, give her a call. Tell her the Nubian Sumo sent you. She might be able to give you a little something off if you mention my name. I ain't gonna say whether she. I ain't. I can't give you like any. Uh, what? What is it? Uh, those. Uh, <laughs> the promo code. What you call them? The promo codes. I don't have a promo <laughs> code for you. Well, let's just say. Let's just say. Say the word. Give. Give her the words. Give her the name Sumo <laughs> as a promo code. See how that works for you. That and a dollar. That and a dollar might get you a cup of coffee. <laughs> as something that's. That, that, that's more hey, you know you never know before. you never know so you know but uh thank you Tanisha for uh helping us out and getting these logos to us very much appreciated something long time coming and uh just glad we we were able to use them now so and next time we need something from you you know we're coming to you and exactly. anybody else needs something you need to come to her there's a there's a name and a logo right there, right there. It's controlling across the bottom. There you go again, right there. See, see, right there. See, yeah, there you go. She, there you go. Her, her, her business card that you've seen on this screen will be on all of our social media by tomorrow morning. So make sure you see that. It'll be in our stories, everything. So make sure you see that as well as the new logos. Uh, and once again, Tanisha, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, any final thoughts before we get up out of here? No, nah, I'm just going to 
finish up this uh, last little bit of uh, whoop ass. <laughs> and I'm going to call the night. Hey, that sounds good. So I'm going to do, I'm going to do, I'm going to do this time because I ain't never said this part. Uh, y'all diversify y'all's bonds, okay? <laughs> and Kanichiwa, bitches. Good night. Be sure to tune into uh, the Sunday Rise in about 12 hours. So until then, we out of here. Oh, yeah.